into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, well, that's good if you're playing three. Sneak Oys. Sneak Oys. Uh, Amazon yeah. Warehouse. Weir. Amazon. I'm from Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Open today's show with a poem that I found. <laughs> this woman, Sydney Ember, is very angry that Bernie Sanders went to the Iowa State Fair and, like, didn't talk to anyone. Oh, I think I saw that. This yeah. is what she wrote Des Moines. This is, De I'm going to read it in the. Des Moines. <laughs> Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of the Royal Tannenbaums. I'm going to try to do the Alec Baldwin voice. Bernie Sanders examined the butter cow. He walked by the Ferris wheel. He gobbled a corn dog. He spoke to almost no one. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're to, <laughs> and then there's just oh, Luke Wilson says. cutting himself in the background. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good meme if you did if you took a screenshot of that and then just did a, like the like you know that picture of him doing that. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great for 50, fifteen people. Welcome back to wrist. America's premier meme workshop podcast. <laughs> Talk it out. Talk it out memes in an audio form. Yeah. So you can imagine them in your mind. You see, it's two gentlemen shaking hands, and one of them says Bernie Sanders, and the other one says cutting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and the one arm with the yeah, cutting the, yourself has got blood coming down. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the, it's not shake. Yeah, it's an arm wrestle situation. It's not shaking hands. What are you talking about? No, 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 they were doing, no. Like, they're doing like That's powerful too, bro handshakes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I that guess that meme is two tough guys. Like, eh, we're friends now. I thought they were sort of fighting with See, each other. You've never like, had a masculine friendship on that level. Dude. Uh, Me and Jake do that all the time. I'm such yeah. a fucking cock. <laughs> if they're kneeling, it's called a hard style. Yeah. Ooh. You get down on the ground in the front of a picture and you bam. You <laughs> yeah. Fucking tight, dude. Poor yeah. You style. have to like. You have to swing for it. Just like. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking tight gangster move. Yeah, it's really cool. So I bring up Bernie Sanders because he's uh Bernard. They're, they're just slapping him around in the media right now. They're slapping him with the butter cow. They're giving him the shit. They're mad at him that he looked at a butter cow and they ate a corn dog and he spoke to almost no one. Um Who's gonna pay for the butter cow? They're also he's so mad how much Who's it costs. Who's gonna pay for <laughs> the butter cow? A waste right. of butter. Uh, uh, <laughs> how many millions of dollars in American taxpayer money goes into this cow every year in butter? <laughs> um, and they're also giving him shit over um, over criticizing Jeff Bezos, saying that yelling at uh, Jeff Bezos, that's like something Trump would do. Yeah, this guy's exactly like Trump. Yeah, that's mean as hell. Yeah. Oh. He hates the media, and by he that, I mean him. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> The man who owns everything. Yeah, you can't get angry at Jeff Bezos. That's like being, I mean, or Jeff Bezos doesn't get angry. That's getting like he's like getting angry at a compact presario. He's just <laughs> like he's just a computer. You're just like you're, the computer isn't going to feel anything. I think that you should probably get angry at Jeff Bezos. 
Oh no no no! Everybody should be angry, but like he's not going to feel anything back. Are you he's, saying that he's he doesn't feel in the right. same way you should be angry at God? Yeah yeah oh. yeah yeah yeah. God's going to be yeah. He, yeah. Does he deflect it or does he absorb it like a Black Panther suit? Uh, he's like a duck. It just uh, washes <laughs> off of him. <laughs> it washes he, right he off of him such like a the rain. Body oh. Yeah, it deflects. The he does have a smooth body. It just body. runs down him like oils that he applies every day to keep his life. Long lasting and smooth. He's got a corkscrew dick. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Do pigs and have corkscrew dicks? They do. Okay. Pigs? Uh, I'm D- not sure about pigs. Do. Ducks, ducks do. definitely yeah. do. That's like a. That's like a kind of. Br- that was like a, a, a turned into a bro talking point. I feel like after a while, it kind of like ducks bacon. Have a genitals arms race? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a I lot feel of like people still don't know though. Uh, I know. I think it's it's like right there. It's Did important you say to raise awareness. Genitals it's arms race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a crack.com article about it. Check it out. Friend of the show, crack.com. Oh. <laughs> Are you sick of going to the post, post office, office to learn about <laughs> ducks fucking each other to death? Yeah. <laughs> Go to check out crack.com. Check They'll out, mail you your free scale. Check out crackgold.com. <laughs> It's, Check it's toasty. Check out crack.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see, you just did that bit. I follow you now. Yeah, yeah. That took me a whole minute. All right. Well, fuck it. Let's begin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Pod damn America, bitch. It's a goth socialist (laughs) podcast for fuckers. I'm Jake Flores. That's Alex Patak. And I'm also Eminem. Mm. Patacula. Um, And... Danny Feltz, special guest. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Right in the back of my patacula. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a fly in the there's, sour spaghetti right there's now. There's fucking flies everywhere. Is there spaghetti out here? Yeah, don't eat the sour spaghetti. Oh, no, there's just the sour spaghetti. Oh. Also, it's not spaghetti. It's spaghetti. It's sour spaghetti. Apostrophe G heady. It's a kind of uh, fucking GMOs. And it's covered yeah, yeah. In flies. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the fucking. Slam in the back of my patacula. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I am to understand you're going to tell us a whole bunch of shit about Amazon. Today. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Jeff Bezos and Amazon.com are. Um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like my anime. Uh, like, you know, I've paid attention to him for like the past, like couple years, three, four, five years now. And I feel like the same way people are just like, did you see who charged up in the last episode? This seems like a targeted narrative. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm also like, look what he did the other day. So like, I've been, I've been, had my eye on Jeff Bezos for a while. And uh, you got into Jeff Bezos as a teenager when you were horny and didn't know what to do with your aggression. Uh, Yeah. He does kind of look like Frank. Frieza. Yeah, yeah, he has he very does. strong Frieza energy. He does have Frieza energies. A, a fact that I know, not because I watch anime, but because I have enough friends who tell me about anime. Mandatory plug for my Dragon Ball Z <laughs> podcast. Jake's behind the paywall next week. Uh, oh, yeah. wow. Good for you. Um, Good for and you. And there's no Katie. Yeah, uh, no Katie's allowed. <laughs> She's never, mean or not, ever. Allowed uh, in the same room. Yeah, what yep. the fuck? It's forbidden. <laughs> forbidden. Um yeah, so I so like I I would say about a year, year and a half ago, I like actually was like, all right, uh really take like a deeper dive into this. So I read two and a half books and Damn I know, right? Uh and this one book twice. Uh once the audiobook version, the regular version. And wow. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, and just actually for context, the my sources in this case are, I guess, um, the struggling New York Times. Uh, Sad. I know. Um, 
Listen Liberal, uh, which is a great book. That's a good book. It's a great book. And also The Everything Store by Brad Stone. Is Listen Liberal Thomas Frank? Yep. It is. It is. Ah, I remember reading that and thinking I should make some notes about the shit they're talking about on Amazon. I know. There's a part in it that you'll probably remember, and it's like very much a part of this whole thing. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Thomas, that guy's great. Uh, But anyway, yeah. He yells the book at you. It's awesome. Danny, thanks for reading, so we don't have to. I know. Uh, I also, I mean, um, uh, and I did the Twitter episode. That guy... That, the, the the source I did for that was also Brad Stone. So the same guy who did the Everything Store also did the the, the Twitter thing that oh, I this did. This guy's really okay. just snitching on the most powerful <laughs> industries yeah. in America. No, the funny thing about Brad Stone is, though, from what I can understand, he's not... He's not like us where he's just like, look at these fucks. He's just like, I'm a neutral source and it is truly difficult to talk about them in a positive (laughs) way. I am very, very... Like, he's friendly with all these people, you know? I'm here at the warehouse and I'm saying... Look at these fucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Scahill. Look at these fucks. Look, Look at these fucks. Oh, no. Fucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I did. And also, I would just point out uh, as like a precursor to all this that uh, I am a film studies major uh, who loves writing essays and a comedian. Uh, I am not a like tech expert the way some people probably are, like, a, like Brad Stone. So if I, you know, if there's any like weird little inconsistencies or whatever i tried all right i tried my hardest uh and I, uh, all the points are valid but if there's if i mess up a date don't yell at me and so, ladies yeah he's single yeah um I hope yell you, at us yell at anders you, i hey. hope you like antique fan restoration uh ladies yeah <laughs> I'm still. It's I'm also important. Who's to know wet? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I got this fan. I'm all dry. <laughs> he's wildly tall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna. This is sort of like cut into kind of like three general parts. Um, there's uh, <laughs> recently Danny uh, suplexed yeah. the Bagel Boss, yeah. <laughs> popular <laughs> online video. Um, there's like three parts. There's three parts of this. Basically, uh, when it comes to like tackling Amazon, uh, there's sort of their relationship to Seattle, Washington, where HQ One is headquartered. Uh, there's like what Amazon's been sort of doing in the last six-ish years, about thereabouts. And then there's a whole chapter or, or like a whole por- portion of my, my little talk or whatever that is exclusively dedicated to just um, how weird Jeff Bezos is. I love it. And yeah. that he's a smooth little freak. Yeah, and I he mean... eats iguanas and shit. Yeah, like I had five highlighters that I used when I was marking up my copy of this book and everything in blue was Jeff and there was a lot of blue. Again, Danny <laughs> is single and available. Yeah. <laughs> five highlighters. <laughs> five highlighters. Yeah, yeah. You should uh you should should try to go out with his ex-wife. Yes. That yeah. Be lucrative for she you. She hates him. Yeah, I don't She's no. also rich as shit. Yeah, that's actually yeah, if we can I mean if and if Here's a nice little primer, just just to like give the whole idea. If anybody has any, like, it's still just like, no, I think you're, I think you're just money or whatever like that. I, I I truly don't think if you feel that way that you understand the enormity of the power that Jeff Bezos has. He's been charging up forever. Uh, he's 
Everyone uh, has given him their energy. Yeah, no, he and his has. Spirit bomb and um, is massive. Yeah, and when I when I first did the research for this, he hadn't gotten divorced from Mackenzie Bezos yet. And they did. They did this past year, and she instantly became one of the richest women <laughs> on the earth. Like, uh, yeah. I, b- I believe she has like forty billion, do- like twenty to forty billion dollars, and like that. Like that. That's how insane this man is. Where it's just, if he divorces somebody, immediately <laughs> they're huge. now a major player on the international <laughs> yeah, stage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude. If he hits you with his car, you just uh, you could own a country the next. <laughs> yeah. Time. No. Exactly. I think the last time I checked, too, he's he's worth about mm, this changed because he, he's worth about one fifteen right now. He used to be worth one hundred and fifty billion yeah. at his like absolute height. Then he got divorced, and now he's at about 115. But he's still like, wow, they, definitely more than like Uruguay. He had to move sure. to a small, like a divorced guy billionaire <laughs> apartment where yeah. he's st- it's still somehow he's thawing hot dogs in the sink, but it's like a really <laughs> nice sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did actually. He did buy a new home re- uh, recently, and it was the one in Washington D.C. that is like one of the biggest houses in D.C. specifically to court Congress people. <laughs> he's <laughs> like a. Uh, that's I sleep in a race car bed, but it's actually so a race, race car. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't think uh, I think I'm when we did the billionaire episode. I maybe uh, have said it to give any people scale. You definitely said this on the billionaire episode, but you can say it again. Yeah, yeah. For to just to give people scale about like how much a billion dollars is, um, or how much money Jeff Bezos has, he could shit in a brand new Ferrari every time he needed to shit. <laughs> if he lived from zero to 100. If he lived to be 100 years old, he could do that every single time. And this is assuming he takes three bowel movements a day. Yeah. And he would still have $80 billion yeah, left over. A normal <laughs> amount to shit. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. The amount everyone shits three times a day. Yeah, I'm t- I'm g- I, am, I am giving some genera- generate, liberal, liberal uh, shitting ability. Especially it, it, someone who definitely only drinks meal supplements. <laughs> look, maybe it's on At average. At some point, he would eat some exotic fish and get diarrhea food yeah. poisoning and then just be plowing through Ferraris that week. <laughs> to, I need more. <laughs> yeah. More. This is where the third Ferrari a day, like the, it evens out statistically. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. A billion dollars is a, a, a one billion dollars is a lot of money. 115 billion is completely absurd. And I think as of right around now, him, Bernard Arnault and, um, Bill Gates, they're the three centibillionaires on the I don't think right it's a now. big issue for our listeners, but anybody who's a uh, billionaire's got that bread type mindset usually just doesn't understand how much a billion is because the human mind like can't picture it. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. generally the political problem people have with the whole issue. Is they're just like, he earned money. They can't imagine like how big the sun is compared to the earth. Yeah, but I, that know? literally happened to me last week in Seattle with my mom. I was talking, I was fucking bol- you know, like complaining to her and she's like, well, he earned his money. And I'm just like, this is a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's hoarder shit after a while, right? Say it's what? Hoarder shit. It's yeah. like a, a mental illness. To, like once you're that far in to never needing to pay for anything again, just to want to keep going. The way yeah. they're framing an argument is like, if you earn money, you should be able to have your own pool. And then you see the pool Jeff Bezos has, and it is the English Channel. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. You it, can never own that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's completely. We'll get more into Jeff later for sure. But uh, yeah, like I said. 
So much blue highlighter. Start us at the beginning. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I think the best way to sort of kind of understand why Amazon is bad is to look at like a loose history, very loose history and quick history of Seattle in general because that's where Amazon is. Because um, one argument people will often make is like, wow, well, Amazon, it's like, you know, so good for the, oh my God, the local Seattle economy. Like, oh my God, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is so good that this is happening because we have all this, all this stuff and people buying shit now. Uh, and that's like the Amazon River, but for books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, a, bo- I'm imagining a book river. Imagine now. a river of books. That's <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> Imagine books flowing. <laughs> yeah. Book fish. Imagine that. <laughs> How's that? One time when I was uh, camping, I took a shit in the book river, <laughs> and no one noticed. And a bear caught uh, a bear caught a big old. Uh, first edition of Moby Dick, right you in know, its mouth. Jeff yeah. Bezos is so rich, he could shit in a new book river every day <laughs> for a hundred years, and it still wouldn't cost all of his Amazon money. Yeah. So I guess what I what I'm sort of what where I'll start actually is right around um, the 1900s. Okay. Uh, so we're in Seattle. Wow, brand new city, cool place. So many evergreen trees. Uh, along comes a little. Oops, sorry. Along comes a, a man though. A, lo- a little German man, actually, and his name is William Boeing. That's right, Ooh. William Boeing. Yeah, originally he's from yes, yes, he's from Detroit. Boings, yeah, <laughs> Boings. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, an Austrian immigrant uh, from Detroit. Uh, his father was a fairly successful and involved in lumber and mineral production, and eventually William Boeing did the same, but in Pacific Nor- in the Pacific Northwest, and he starts making airplanes under the name Pacific Aero Products. Uh, is right around World War One, starts making a bunch of planes for the United States government. Nice. First uh, situation happens, uh, antitrust stuff, 1930s. Oh, come on. Immediately his shit gets blown, to, uh, blown away because turns out he started making all the planes by himself. And those three corporations basically got split into like, a ma- like the mail, a version of the mail, like a private plane thing. And then United Airlines, oddly enough. That's where United Airlines came from. Is huh. for, yeah, yeah. Way back then. Wow. I know. Weird, right? Uh, and I say all this. Spirit Airlines was founded by a guy <laughs> from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? No, I don't know. That makes that that clocks. My name sure. is Leonardo Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> and I have five dollars. <laughs> yeah. If you got a wine cooler, you can get on my plane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care, man. Uh, man, you got a chair. Bring your own stool, dude. Oh, Pilot's yeah. a gator, man. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, dude. He's Cajun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's also this is also kind of fun too. Between 1935, uh, William Boeing and his wife Bertha set a lar- aside a large Bertha tra- Boeing. <laughs> Bertha Boeing, yes, yeah. Uh, they they set aside a large track north uh, of Seattle, kind of where I'm from, Shoreline, Washington, uh, in uh, the Richmond Beach, Richmond Heights, and in this Arden area. And the Boeings uh, racially restrict covenants on their land to enforce segregation, forbidding properties from being sold or rented to any person of the non-Caucasian race, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the reason I'm talking about, why am I talking about Boeing? Uh, why am I telling you this? Why am I, why am I talking about Boeing in this Amazon episode? Well, the reason for that is, is because Boeing was kind of like Seattle's first real like industry child because once world war ii happens and the 1950s happens and like the big industry thing opens up uh or just in the united states in general uh seattle like invests in boeing 
really heavily. Like a large, large amount of people. Put it uh, all on plane. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that's our space needle money. Put it on <laughs> plane. <laughs> yeah, no. And this happens uh, from like the 50s into the 70s, uh, right around an event that's known as the Boeing bust, which resulted in Seattle's largest economic depression since the actual Great Depression. Now, granted, there was some economic depression in the United States in general in the 1970s, but yeah. it pit Everyone Seattle. Everyone was in their 20s. Yeah. They uh, all had depression. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, Jimi Hendrix was being born, all yeah. that cool stuff. Yeah, they were all sharing that article from last week about mental illness and anxiety and yeah. someone speaking out about it in time, <laughs> finally. Yeah, um, so like I said, there's this huge industrial boom that happens there. And uh, I miss my planes. <laughs> <laughs> so and uh, in, uh, in 1968, Boeing employs 100,000 plus people in Seattle. But by 1971, it drops to 30,000 people. So we essentially let one giant company dictate a city's growth patterns. And when you throw all your eggs into one basket, boy, oh boy, do you expose yourself to like, Real big risks. It's uh, it's real bad. Uh, you know, um, uh, quote by 1972, uh, Boeing had laid off machinists, managers, engineers, secretaries, and had saturated the local job market. Um, this is also when they first deployed the first anti-suicide net on the Space Needle, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is very fun. Uh, uh, it, this is um. Yeah, and, and uh, I think an even bigger thing to ma- uh, mention is right around this time, Seattle had a, a really, really big opportunity to grow quite a bit. It was called the Forward Thrust uh, Movement, essentially. And, uh, yeah. Some sort of great leap forward. <laughs> yeah, Seattle. yeah. Why yeah. would you throw yourself off of the Space Needle when you could climb to the top and then slit your wrists <laughs> with <laughs> the needle? Most- <gasps> <laughs> Most baller death of all time. Yeah, that'd be fucking tight, dude. <laughs> That's how Godzilla's gonna kill himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 He's sticking it in his dick. Yeah. Into, into sounding. Is yeah. Like, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he wanted. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, I've been practicing my Godzilla actually because I really like the movie. I like what it stands for. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, my point being is uh, right around this time, uh, you know, Seattle's ha- you know has this really great opportunity to like really uh, level up, as they'd say, and like uh, move forward and stuff. But be and one of the we go through this economic depression of sorts, and we can't like people. People are all just like, no, we we won't accept these uh, these these terms, and we can't spend any more like ordinary folks they can't level up yeah no they're ordinary folks i won't won't allow you to level up they're stuck farming hogs in the forest (laughs) (laughs) they're level one they haven't even classed up yet (laughs) uh and it it, it actually shows itself in like very real ways like uh if you've ever been to atlanta they have a subway in atlanta georgia it's called marta and um that was supposed to be seattle's See, like the federal government had set aside funds and were just like, yeah, if you guys have the money to help pay for this, we'll pay half of it, too. And uh, we couldn't. (laughs) So we would have had like sound transit like 40 years before they started doing that, but couldn't pay for it. Did they think they were just going to have a plane subway? (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Just like you're just getting little planes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a real Elon oh, Musk thing. Cool. Just like we're just going to take, our, we're going to drive the planes real fast and land them very fast too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bore a tunnel in the sky for the planes. Yeah. Uh, long story short, with that though, uh, Boeing essentially lays off half its workforce between 1962 and 1970, and this is a big deal because of the giant economic downturn. Um, yeah, uh, and again, my the, the, this is very much like a, a, a proto topic to why I'm I'm talking about this because as it currently stands, Amazon is like far and away one of the biggest employers, if not the biggest employer in the greater Seattle area. And uh, it's not only implicitly implied, it's, it's like very explicit that like the minute Amazon figures out any kind of automation, just like so many jobs lost mm. um, immediately. Mm. It's not like with Boeing where it's just sort of like, yeah, the Second World War stopped and we had to stop making planes so much, blah, 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 all this thing. It's like very much built into the DNA okay. that they want to just like that Jeff Bezos is incredibly ruthless with this kind of stuff. And there's a coming, you're saying there's like a very obviously forecasted second much harder depression that'll happen after automation. It's very, it's very, very, it's, it's like, look, I can't, uh, I don't. Look, I don't know the future. It's already super the... automated already, though, isn't it? I mean, the, well, that just isn't Boston Dynamics machines running around putting stuff in boxes. But Are they going to have to put a second net up? <laughs> uh, we need more nets. <laughs> They're learning how to dive farther. Uh, no, and that's the thing. I'm not even talking about the distribution centers necessarily. I'm talking about like the AI learning that goes into just being a white collar worker at Am- uh, at Amazon. Um, because as it stands, like Amazon employs a lot of people who just sit behind computers all day and work at uh, work stuff. I'm gonna have a juicy story for you in a second. Actually, oh, what? Uh, I'm gonna have a juicy story about that. Look in a out, second. we're recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of the sort of um, ethos, ethos of these Bezos. of the Bezos of these tech guys, and especially a guy like uh, Je- Jeff Bezos, is he's. An incredible his his, his brain his brain his brain um, he doesn't really feel human emotion the way you and I do. Ciso? Ciso. No. <laughs> he's canceled. Jeff Ciso. No, he's got. He's canceled. Because he's canceled. He's canceled. Yeah. He doesn't feel canceled. emotion the way humans do. He, uh, he mainly feels it by sunning himself on a large reflective rock. Yeah, yeah, and he's a uh, yeah, yes. He's from New Mexico, actually. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah. It's a smart, it's a smart joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, I think the obvious connection to make is like is one that you did mention was like yeah the blue the blue car workers what if the robots replace them it's like yeah that's very possible we that's like that's on the horizon potentially but another thing is just yang tried to warn us yeah um but he was urging us to abandon the earth (laughs) (laughs) we need to move to higher ground um a thing he explicitly says which is like not a bad idea, necessarily. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, for the six people who will get there. It's a yeah, idea. exactly, exactly. Um, Only Jeff Bezos will have a great time doing that. Yeah, which is another thing we'll get into later as well. Um, <laughs> Don't eat those. There's been flies on <laughs> Those fly spaghettis have been... You're going to get fly spaghetti. They're not bad. <laughs> Jake is drinking out of a pitcher of water. Um, yeah, my point is, though, is that if you think that the blue-collar workers are the only ones who are at risk here... I, I think that's a little short-sighted because Jeff Bezos doesn't think empathically. He thinks efficiently. His whole thing, his whole fucking thing is 
two things. Him, uh, efficiency and the customer. It's explicitly stated so many fucking times yeah. in this book that I read, uh, essentially, that Jeff Bezos... His whole thing. That's how you get money, man. My whole thing is two things, man. (laughs) You're still on one thing. You gotta have two things, dude. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Which leads me. uh, um, Yeah, he doesn't want. He doesn't like paying people. I I can. He. I. I can assure you, he doesn't like paying people. And the minute he can automate white collar jobs, he will absolutely try to do so. Because, like, you know, that's why. The whole, like, we need to teach people a code thing. It's just like, yeah, you're trying to make a job market so it's less, uh, so you don't have to pay them as much. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's it's like once a machine learns how to do that, fuck it. And they will. Yeah. Game over, man. Like, it's not yeah. good. In yeah. a roundabout way, isn't the, the biggest sector of employees that uh, Jeff Bezos is going to lay off with automation truck drivers? That's probably, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big, yeah. Oh, dude, they have beefed with UPS and FedEx. Like, there's a whole thing it's about on site, dude. It is it truly it, it is quite on site. Uh, it's there was a point in time where like Amazon. I'm Jeff Bezos telling someone it's on site. <laughs> no, no, they they like they at one point in time, um, the United States Postal Service was uh, delivering so many Amazon packages um, that um, they uh, like Fed. It was either FedEx or UPS. It was one of the two. And it was one of the ones that are unionized as well. Uh, the uh, Amazon and Jeff Bezos were basically like, um, "Oh, um, we want lower rates now," and they were like, "No, you can't do that." And he's like, "All right, I'll pull every order that we do through UPS, and we'll only do it through the post post office." And they did, like a boycott almost, yeah. and. They UPS caved. They had to. They they caved because yeah, the entire industry of boxes. I know. Ex- <laughs> yes, this is what I'm saying. He's too powerful. That was just yeah. a that was a cursory thing. But onto that 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 hot juicy goss actually. Uh, uh, I okay. I have to be incredibly vague here because it is a little bit NDAE. You probably can't handle it because it's too spicy. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of like goes into my next part of this talk which is amazon is a bad place to work mm-hmm. and is ba- folks it's, it's bad it's you bad don't you're saying say. yeah yeah um i know a person who used to work at amazon uh in seattle let's call him manny <laughs> let's uh. call him manny Dell. Nah, uh, no i i uh, full disclosure, I've never worked for Amazon, but I did know a person who worked there. And unfortunately, you're going to just have to take my word on this because I will not reveal their name or who they are or anything do like that. Do not ask Danny to reveal Please his sources. Not. Yeah. He's an ethical comedian. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, but I did know somebody who worked there. And um, I think there was a big push after the like New York Times articles came out in 2015 where Amazon was like, we're not that. We're not bad. It's not that bad. We, it's just competition. There's a lot of competition, folks. 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 Uh, it's wonderful. Look at it. Look the, at the trucks. The person that I knew who worked at Amazon. Turkey, ticky, turkey. Remember when you did that? Trump says something insane like every five minutes. I thought you were Biden for a second. Well, they both do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a song I didn't know about. No, I mean, there's this great clip of Trump at one of his own rallies where he just like talks himself into like a corner and he just starts going, chicken, 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 turkey. Chicken, chicken, slim shady. 
<laughs> and people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Folk, what's my name? He's, he's, <laughs> he's like grandpa. Uh, yeah, so. What's his wife's name? Kim, she's a bitch, folks. She's a bitch. <laughs> Look at her. I'm going to kill her and her whole family. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's a bad man. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. a bad man. <laughs> be funny if Donald Trump. A, he just has <laughs> M&M hair from now on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just, wait, he shaves it and it's blonde? Yeah, he has the like, tight, yeah. bright blonde haircut. Ooh, man, he could look good. It would be so funny if he just tried to change his hair and then not address it. Like somebody... <laughs> Like at your office or something. Yeah. Who's like? I've never had it. I never had my hair before. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, my mother is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> loser. Donald Trump. Bye bye. bye. <laughs> um, yeah. So I knew a person who worked at Amazon, um, and um, this person actually was a contract worker. Uh, which is a, one of the big things I will touch on a little bit more later. Amazon, they like to say, oh, we pay our workers a lot. They, they're, It's top-notch. We just ask they work hard. Um, one thing Amazon does not disclose is how many contract workers they ha- are, which is essentially like, you know, what you and I used to do, Jake, like uh, doing working for the apps, kind of. It's not that Allegedly. loose. Uh, yes, um, but uh, I don't know. He's, why. Making, he's making dog eyes, folks. Uh, <laughs> a satire podcast. Every, nothing is real in this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a satire podcast. Um, Amazon is good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this person, though, um, Trump does have Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> they were folks. You forgot about Pence. <laughs> I like the yellow one personally. The yellow Eminem. Oh, uh, he's the big one. He's big, got a, He's got a strong. Pin. He's got a peanut inside him. <laughs> I regret ever bringing this up. <laughs> I like the pretzel ones. <laughs> the blue one, it's just beautiful. <laughs> I like the toucher. The green one. Yeah, you catch my drift. I like to suck them till they're all brown. You know. <laughs> Man, this is like the juiciest part. Uh. Uh. Yeah, this person I knew used to work at Amazon, and they worked as a contract worker. They don't release how many people are contract workers, which is, you know, really makes you think. Where are the documents? Yeah, exactly. Where are the documents? Uh, And uh, this person told me that on the floor that this person worked at, uh, they had what were referred to as, like, um, meditation or relaxation rooms. Mm. And um, the, the, the company tried to advertise them as, like, yeah, you know, go in here. You know, when you need like 15 minutes off or just you just need to take a little break, go ahead and just, you know, do some meditation. First of all, nobody ever had any time off. So the rooms essentially remained empty most of the time, oh, except wow. when people would go to them to cry. Oh, people would no. go to the meditation rooms Whoa. and routinely cry in them. <laughs> Holy shit. They became weeping rooms. The sorrow chambers. They were sorrow chambers, very much so. And then, and then... People started fucking in the cry room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I was waiting for it, dude. Yeah. You yeah. can't have a cry room I'm not going to fuck in. Yeah, dude. It was never the, talk about that. Yeah, you got to stack my boxes in there. You can yeah. trick your heart rate monitor, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Soon they're going to have to automate the fucking in the cry room. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> two robots in it's there like fucking. In future, it's like Futurama where they have the suicide booths, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. That was that juicy. That was that juicy little part right I'm there. Sorry, I'll get. Trauma came up earlier. I'll, I'll 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 get more into that later, just in general. But at this point, I'll actually start talking more about Amazon's um, 
their day to days and some uh, the, uh, qu- a quick quick history of them. They were started in '94 by Jeff Bezos. Uh, uh, I should note actually, Jeff Bezos decided to do books as their initial startup thing, um, not just because he like liked books uh, or reading, but because books are all organized by an ISBN number. Um, on the back of them. So they're incredibly easy to categorize. And 1994 was just when the internet was starting. We all remember the AOL dial-up. We all remember all, you know, going on and checking our mail and stuff. Playing Slingo on AOL.com. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talking to other children in a chat room where we try to have sex with each other. Yeah, <laughs> asking them how big their tits are. <laughs> yeah. Two 12-year-old boys messaging each other. <laughs> Looking at websites on GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Angel fire. Angel fire. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Bezos decided to make Amazon because he worked at a, um, I don't know if it was on Wall Street, but it was in the financial. He lived in New York. He 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 was a uh, a tra- like a Jeff? trader. Yeah, yeah. Um, he worked at um, in in the financial trade industry essentially. See, this doesn't surprise me at all. If you told me that he was like a construction worker for twenty years and then became Jeff Bezos, that's that right. Uh, you offended my construction worker friend yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He did work. Uh, at, he worked for this company called, uh, I believe it was D. E. Shaw. This guy was his mentor essentially. My uh, name's Deshaw. Deshaw. <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, it was. Um, <laughs> One of the the inventor of Spirit Airlines. (laughs) 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 He, (laughs) yes, uh, this is like one of the first like times that people know. Like you can kind of like trace back to Jeff and how he is because D.E. Shaw, especially, uh, it was they they insisted upon calling it D. Period space E. Period Shaw. And every time somebody did it without the periods, they would be like, "You wrote it incorrectly." Um, there's periods. Yeah, periods in it. Yeah, and. Uh, Amazon for a long time, Jeff would always say it's Amazon.com. Amazon, I work. It's we Amazon.com. Amazon.com. And eventually, like after the internet became a more ubiquitous thing, he was like, "All right, now it's Amazon." But like he insisted upon calling it Amazon.com. Okay. What a yeah. bitch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he is a bitch. He's but a big bitch. How did somebody who sucks that hard at the internet like become this powerful? That's like a move where you're like, it's HTTP slash. Well, he knows you suck at the internet, and that's why he says it, because oh. he has such little respect for people. Yeah. I guess this was during a time when it was actually like a real possibility. Yeah, people would be like, like, Amazon, what is that? Some kind of Best Buy? <laughs> what is that? Some sort of Circuit City? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Remember. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, he did have some insight into this stuff. D.E. Shaw, they, the thing they emphasized in, essentially, is uh, like a kind of pre-internet stock trading situation something that they would do actually is they would find stocks through like basic algorithms that were like a penny cheaper in europe than they were in the united states and they'd fucking buy a bunch of them there and then sell them in the united states it was it was like he was first this is the first taking advantage of like algorithms and stuff like that so jeff bezos had you know love taking advantage of algorithms i know he had like the he had go on it's one of my favorite ways to become more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> he was—he had the insight, though, or at least quasi-insight, to be like, I need to start uh, selling something on this. Because, like, 
There was an internet store. There, there were no. no internet stores at the time. The internet was invented to store Homestar runners. Yeah. Because we had too many of them and we didn't know where to put them. Yeah. So, like, he essentially is like, I quit D.E. Shaw. I'm moving to Washington, specifically Washington, because wherever your home base is uh, that your company is centered in, your customers of that area have to pay sales tax to your thing. Uh, and he didn't want to move to a major population center like New York or California because if you do that, then that means everybody in either New York or California has to pay sales tax. But there's oh. this airplane yeah. graveyard way yeah. off in the corner <laughs> of the country. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the time, anyway, Seattle was uh, less populated, uh, much more now. But, uh, yeah, so he moved up here and he started Amazon. Uh, the first couple of years... Uh, R- real and true clusterfuck, like in the purest of ways. He was very, very involved in the the machinations of the company. It wasn't just he wasn't just like a CEO who just sort of like started it and was just sort of like, eh, whatever. I'm gonna fuck off and let a manager do it. No, he was like there. He packaged books. Like he did all this shit. He did he did all of it. Uh, when Amazon actually got going, their uh, whole dynamic, um, like a distribution was so fucked up that in the 1999 uh, holiday season, uh, holiday season's a big deal at Amazon, by the way. It's a big Always deal. Always a huge deal. It's not okay to make fun of it. Yeah. Uh, some people love holiday season. <laughs> some people absolutely love it. In 1999, their whole distribution was so fucked up that there was a, a distribution center. You got cent- something to say about the holiday season? <laughs> yeah. You meet me in the fuck cry room. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll bang it out. <laughs> well, our proclivities will be explored. The first one to get busted down by this robot loses. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I get dicked down by a robot? <laughs> <laughs> visual image of two robots just side by side fucking two dudes staring at each other. Yeah, yeah. Angry <laughs> <Hangry> eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> two compact brasarios. Uh, yeah, there was a distribution center in Georgia, and what had happened is, is one single box, an entire distribution center, had found its way like out of sync with the whole thing. So it's like every time somebody ordered from it, it fucked up orders. It made a whole cluster of things get fucked, essentially. And that box, it took them three days, three days to find a single box in one distribution center of constant looking, scouring this place. And the box was uh, one box of plush Jigglypuff toys. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Right. that rules. I know, right? Isn't it cool? Yeah. Antifa Pokemon. Yeah. yeah the uh, one you never suspect. Yeah. Essentially, I like this. the way that the story is told, essentially, is like one employee came into the manager's office just like with the box over his head, just like, <laughs> ah! like, like, oh my God, we found it. Like, it's a bunch of Jigglypuffs. I, yeah, I know. It's great. What do we win? Yeah. A box of Jigglypuffs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... I'm going to jump around a lot, by the way, just because the history of this kind of, it's, it's just Get the way up. it is. It's the 90s. Get up and People jump around. around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have some Pringles. Uh, <laughs> why is that funny to me? Uh, it's a hit song we all love. Um, so, uh, you know, there's growing pains in Amazon essentially from when it starts to uh, 2008. Um, but eventually it stabilizes <laughs> and it keeps growing until 2008. And then... Uh, then the recession happens, though, and uh, a lot of things like fucking go down. Uh, you know, Washington Mutual, that bank just gone immediately. 
And uh, Amazon essentially is in this place where, like, they're not profitable. They're not... I should mention, they've been running at a debt... They've run at a deficit every fucking year that really? they that they operate. Yes. They, they, they barely break even, if that. Um, um, but they just keep growing the market, essentially. They, they keep grabbing bigger parts of it, you know? Yeah, that's what all these companies do. They operate at a loss until they corner the entire market. And yeah, they exactly. They make it all back once well, they're Well, I, I know that happens now with all the websites and, and social media platforms. I kind of thought because they were selling actual tangible things, they were making money. Well, they were probably expanding at a rate that would... Like counteract that. True, we, they were uh, doing Ocura transformations. We did an episode about him like a year ago, where we remember we started we introed on that uh, that weird like thing oh, where he's yeah. on the Tonight the Show. The Tonight Show. He's yeah. like, there's like a Doonesbury cartoon about this. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and they're like asking I'm him about this. Space. <laughs> you know, he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens though is like once 2008 hits, um, everything that. Amazon is doing is starting to affect Seattle in a lot of ways. Uh, like they have become a major employer in the area. Um, the Seattle, the whole Seattle dynamics of like how the city function starts to change. Uh, instead of being like a relatively cheaper place as it was in the nineties and early two thousands, uh, it starts being like a seventy seven hundred fifty k for a house, two k to run a two bed to run a two bedroom. 57, moving to, uh, 57 people moving to Seattle every day with only 18 units being built Damn. every day. The homeless population explodes. Absolutely explodes. They because can't afford the $750,000 houses? No, they can't. Uh, How many podcasts do you need to start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get one of these houses. Uh, you should talk to Kath Barbadorbo. <laughs> uh, um, but... Uh, Look, she knows how many podcasts she has. There's <laughs> a joke about her having a lot of podcasts, not yeah. affording a seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I have no idea what her financial situation is yeah. like. Cast fine. <laughs> she has a lot of podcasts. She has a lot of podcasts. She's rich yeah. in content. Yeah, she is rich in content. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the homeless the homeless population absolutely booms. It's the third most in the country, right behind Los Angeles and New York City. And uh, a half of people in Seattle make less than $50,000 a year uh, with the cost of a, of a family of four at about uh, 76K, uh, which is uh, uh, just a- an escalating inequality that's happening there. Um, uh, Amazon also, uh, at this point, um, the, the way they're hiring people, uh, it gets incredibly... Um, bottlenecked in a certain way uh amazon stating that they only hire about one percent of the people that they interview and they are primarily white men in their 30s that is the biggest population hands down that they that they uh, employ um what is a group of white men called amazon.com <laughs> jake i'd like to give you a billion dollars <laughs> like i'm here from the internet and i have all this internet money yeah, <laughs> you wrote the ultimate joke. Um, the other thing—it's over. It's over after this. <laughs> the other thing they start to do uh, is they really start to like dig their tendrils into like the underpinnings of like how a city works. Essentially, like they start doing data collection uh, on the Seattle area. Um, for example, Seattle uh, Amazon's campus is right around um, the Mercer exit on I five. Uh, in Seattle, Washington, becomes a huge bottleneck for traffic, and they start keeping data 
on how long all this stuff happened, how long it takes, how long people get there, how much the, the traffic is. But they don't share it with Seattle. They just are like, nope, it's ours. Just in the same way that Uber is like, yes, we do have data for all of the things that we do. And like municipalities are like, please help us know how we can work with you and the cabs and everything. And they're like, absolutely not. We are... We will not do that. They're keeping yeah. their own information out of the public's hands. Uber is another company that's doing the exact th- same thing where they just are operating at a massive loss every mm. year on just the pretense that, like, eventually, when we can just jack up the prices or whatever, yeah, they'll make it all back. But uh, it's, like, still, it's still at a loss. It's insane. To yeah. Think one cokehead had a business idea ten years ago that was just like cars. And like, <laughs> yeah. Just have to deal with it forever. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a real tragedy of the commons situation essentially, which is basically this. I I think it's like a a logic. It's not a puzzle. It's just it's a it's a logic explanation where it's like uh, if you have like a bunch of farmers or if you have four farmers and there's they all have their own private land and then there's one public space. It's that if uh, if you if they all just graze their own cattle on the pro- on the one public space, then the public space will die essentially because it's being overgrazed. Uh, that's kind of like what Amazon and, and Uber and stuff do because like Uber is just like we're not a car company, we're just a technology company. It's like okay, well your technology company happens to dramatically alter traffic in New York City every uh. single day to the point where it's like. We, there should be almost a tax on roads because you guys would pay, be paying most of it. Like, yeah. it, it's... it's um, Right. Yeah, and Amazon starts doing the same thing. They, they just absolutely start buying up buildings in the South Lake Union area. By the way, South Lake Union Transit, that's the slut baby. Uh, <laughs> nice. I know, right? Uh, is that, wait, is that... South Lake. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it, like, yeah. We do have a streetcar in Seattle called the Slut. Is it on like the side of the car and shit? Does it say that? I think it's the South Lake Union. It doesn't say Slut. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't. People know, <laughs> dude. We're reclaiming the word Slut. Egg Slut is a popular restaurant now. <laughs> That's true. And it's like probably the most disturbing combination of words you could put together. Don't slut shame my train. My my eggs. <laughs> uh, my eggs. Yeah, they actually start, they dig up so much of the South Lake Union area that um, they uncover a mammoth tusk. What? <laughs> yeah, 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 there's a lot of construction. It's it's really insane. Like, they, they really have claimed that entire area. It's just theirs now. The only sort of good thing that's like a part of this is that uh, the Seattle area has what the, the sort of political... Um, mindset that's known as the seattle process uh now most tech companies they want to move fast they want to get their ideas done boom 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 they want to have that all happen uh amazon wants that to happen uh that is the exact opposite of what the seattle like um like um mayor and uh uh, what he call representatives want to do essentially like they had like people like Milton Freeman and and Jeff Bezos their whole principle of like disagree and commit make a decision move 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 and then uh, Seattle's like well government is a series of laws and <laughs> the government interest should necessarily be secondary to private interests deliberately oh, slow to protect people from danger it's it's why does seattle talk like philip seymour hoffman in the movie happiness would you fuck i want to fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somebody fuck me in my ass <laughs> i'm your yeah uh yeah uh 
it takes us a while to uh, get things done uh, in Seattle. Uh, there was a, <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch, there's earthquakes that happened there. The, the Seattle viaduct was a big, big problem for a long time because it essentially started falling apart. It was like an expressway, but people were just like, oh, we'll take care of it eventually. <laughs> I mean, that combined with the fact that a tunnel boring machine essentially broke under underground for a long time and they had to like, oh, no, we got to get our tunnel shit out of here before we take down this broken expressway. There's a lot. Seattle moves way slower than New York. I'll put it that way. Um, it is kind of how New York is reacting to climate change, though, of just like, well, we know for a fact this whole thing will be underwater if we don't do anything about it in yeah. 10 years. But there's this big drill stuck underground. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't think I'm going to move away from Battery Park because uh, that's where my favorite hot dog stand is. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Yang is just on top of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, he's uh-huh. like, you fools. Uh-huh. I told you to seek higher ground. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and amidst all this happening, um, this is when, uh, perhaps you recall it, the famous New York Times article about Amazon comes out in 2015. Um, uh, quote, uh, many of the newcomers filing in on, at Amazon on Mondays may not be there in a few years. The company's winners dream up innovations that they roll out to a quarter billion customers and accrue small fortunes and soaring stock. Losers leave or are fired in annual cullings of the staff. Purposeful Darwinism, quote unquote, one former Amazon human resource director said. Some workers who suffered from cancer, miscarriages, and other personal crises said they have been evaluated unfairly or edged out rather than given time to recover. It is the calling. We're having a meeting in the crying room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. They do midsummer shit in there. Yeah. um, Grab each other and scream at each other's faces about (laughs) Amazon. Yeah. Amidst all this, by the way, um, Jeff Bezos lives by a life of uh, secrecy with how he um, conducts business at Amazon. It's his whole thing uh, because um, every time he kind of just says shit, uh, you're like, oh, that's crazy. Like, that's wildly uh, unsustainable or crazy. Like, we kind of know it as, like, the everything store now. But he wanted to do that from 1994. Right. Like, he's just been building to, like, so he can kind of do what he wants now. Um Another thing here. There's an Ozymandias type feel to it. Oh, yeah, dude. If you try to hit him with a spear, will he bleed? I don't even know. He's too smooth to bleed. Um, Mm. Quote, of all the management notions, perhaps the most distinctive is his belief that harmony is often overvalued in the workplace. (laughs) uh, That it can stifle honest critique and encourage polite praise for flawed ideas. Instead, Amazonians are instructed to, quote, disagree and commit. To rip into colleagues' ideas with feedback that can be blunt to the point of painful before lining up behind <laughs> a decision, unquote. My Amazon warriors! <laughs> and I would also mention, everybody uh, always is like, Jeff Bezos, he's such a smart guy, though. Why would you not? You got to follow him. And I wouldn't... Somebody would like to dispel right now, and I will get into more in the Jeff part specifically. He's smart. I would even say he's a genius. He doesn't have the best ideas all the time. No. The, the first name for Amazon.com uh, was 
Uh, make it so. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks oh ass. Yeah, Can yeah. You imagine having to use make it so every day of your life to su- yeah. survive. Yeah, yeah, and it's because he's a huge Star Trek nerd. I was gonna say, that's Star Trek shit. Yeah, he's right? a huge. He's make a huge Trek. So Trek. Is that like Picard? He's bald. Yeah. He's bald oh, like that's what the fuck he's doing. It's like he's the captain of Spaceship Earth. I never <laughs> put it together. He does this shit all the time. Uh, quote. We always want to arrive at the right answer, said Tony Galbato, vice president for human resources, in an email statement. Quote, it would be certainly it would certainly be much easier and socially cohesive to just compromise and not debate. But that may lead to the wrong decision. Uh, Company veterans often say the genius of Amazon is the way it drives them to drive themselves. If you're a good Amazonian, you become an Amabot, said one employee, using a term that means you have to become at one with the system. (laughs) Fucking robot. Yeah. Man, I... Hang on. I'm kind of stuck on this make it so thing. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It sucks that specifically... The people that revolutionized all the shit that we use now are these fucking nerds because that means we have to use their lame ass language about everything. Yeah. So like, you know, when you have a when you want to install a program on your computer, it's like the setup wizard has arrived. <laughs> 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 Why is it called a wizard? Yeah. Fuck you, man. Because he knows all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just sucks. They, it's like this weird... <laughs> Answer my riddles three and install PowerPoint for ye. Yeah. I think I'm going to be the setup wizard for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I'm just going to put like a, like one of those pop-up boxes and wear some robes and like a star hat. That's going to be great. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's it because they're like resentful people. <laughs> it's like a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> then like... They insert their lame-ass language into everything (laughs) and then work so hard. Yeah. Like, spend decades making it to where that they they are, like, their stamp goes on to shit. Yeah. It's a a part of culture. It's it's one of those things where... Oh, I, well, I used to work for a tech company. I'm not going to say who because I signed an NDA. Uh, And I can't even do it in a... uh, Wait, um, satire. I can't even say it in a satirical way. Not even in a satirical. Yeah, not even as parody. Um, but yeah, something that people would say a lot is like, "Yeah, ping me. Make sure you ping me. Yeah, ping me. Ma- ping me. Why don't you? Ping yeah, me. yeah. Let, yeah, 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 let, yeah. We'll circle yeah. back on this. Ping and me, I'm, circle back. Yeah, yeah. Ping well, me, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Meet uh, me in the cry room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll circle back on this. Cut to somebody fucking someone in the ass. <laughs> Danny used to work for Xi Jinping. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Xi Jinping me. <laughs> Is this on? <laughs> <laughs> um, quote, when you're not able to give your absolute all 80 hours a week, they see it as a major weakness. Uh, a former human resources executive said she was required to put a... a to put a woman who had recently returned after undergoing serious surgery and another who had uh, just had a stillborn child Jesus. on performance improvement plans. Wow. <laughs> Accounts that were corroborated by a coworker still at Amazon. Quote, what kind of company do we want to be? The executive recalled asking her bosses. So, I mean, it's just like the company culture is absolutely fucked. It's totally and utterly fucked. Um, also, uh... Whenever anybody tries to like attack Amazon from a like a financial point or be like pay what you need to pay, um, they uh, 
they like they they're just they they send a, like a smear attack on it. There was a huge deal. No, like this is what is a spear attack? A smear a smear attack. Oh, um, he's a spear attack. Yeah, I spear. Heard a spear attack. Like is that an Amazon term? <laughs> they got really into Amazon shit after Star Trek. No, 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 no. There is like a situation where uh, about a year ago, um, Seattle tried to implement a thing where it was like, yeah, if you're like a, if you make over X amount of dollars, like you know. Several, several million. Like, if you make over $100 million in profit in a year, you have to pay more. You have to pay to towards this he- homelessness fund because homelessness was made so horrible. <laughs> to the river of human suffering, suffering yeah. outside your <laughs> office. You <laughs> yeah. pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. And then Amazon, and like, and it was like explicitly directed at Amazon and like maybe Microsoft, but like it, mostly Amazon. And Microsoft got like a U2 look. Yeah, and then Amazon. Yeah, Jeff Bezos was like, Jordy LaForge, <laughs> data, yeah. batten down the hatches, the homeless are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot them with lasers. <laughs> Set phases to neglect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was a whole thing with that, and then Amazon basically pressured the city, just being like, you're not going to fucking do that. Like a mob boss. And then the city was like, okay. <laughs> and then, like, to stop this tax, to, like, be like, you displaced all these people. All of them. They're just openly more powerful than the city of Seattle. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, One of our finest cities. The city where Godzilla's going to kill himself. Yeah. With the space needle. <laughs> Using the space needle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another couple things here. <laughs> Danny has to take a pause while he eats more fly <laughs> spaghetti. Um, <laughs> as you know, um, this other part that I'm sort of like moving into is basically like how... The very rich have changed Seattle in general. We are in an hour. If you guys want to take a break anytime soon, like, so I'm happy to do that. How's it? How how far in the outline are you? We'll take a break after I say this one thing. Right. You'll love this one thing. Um, essentially, my, my the thing is, people are like, "All oh, right, so there's more homeless people in Seattle." Blah blah blah. Like, what's the big deal? Like, if you really want to make like a take a very like harsh stance on it, and my argument would basically be like, "Well." The rich suck. Their culture sucks. Everything about them sucks, all right? When they come into places, things get suckier, all right? Uh, like, the, everything gets uh, uh, more of, like, a headlight on it. Um, Forbes at the time was just, like, just started rating uh, Seattle the second coolest city with the metrics being based off of um, the number, number of... number of fuck rooms. The number <laughs> of microbreweries <laughs> and museums, oh, you know. That sucks. I know, I know, no, no. And... Um, uh, there's actually, and uh, when you have rich people moving into rich places, you get uh, like rich suburbs and stuff like that. And this is this is the story that I think I'll end on in this this half of any of it anyway. At this point, there's uh, there's like a there's a place across Lake Washington, which is right across from Seattle in Bellevue or Medina, Washington. Uh, Medina is really, really rich. It's a really, really rich place. It's like uh, where Bill—it's where Bill Gates lives. It's kind of like Martha's Vineyard. Just imagine it's that. But it's not an island. Uh, no, it's not an island. Um, Damn, dude. At one point in time, Medina. It, uh, Medina. I love my wife, Medina. <laughs> um, That's so fucking dumb. In Medina, essentially. Uh, there's a story. This app. This is in the recent uh, recent history. There was a guy who was jogging, just going on a morning run, essentially, and he saw this really weird car. Saw a very interesting car, black, black as night, really old Mercedes Benz. 
and he's like, huh, that is an um, like that is a very mean looking car. Like that, like and not like nice ride, but like wow, what a car. Takes a picture of it, goes back, uh, goes uh, goes like goes back to his house. Tries to visit later. Car's gone. Turns out, the car was Hitler's fucking car. No. (laughs) Look at this thing. Holy shit. Look at this thing. It's so mean looking. It looks like Hitler's car. It looks like Hitler's car. Yeah. Damn. I know. Uh, Yeah. Get to Seattle. (laughs) We don't know. Um, this is a five-ton armor-plated vehicle with hidden compartments for Luger pistols. Right hand up in the Nazi salute. Uh, or oh wait, and there's picture. There's there's confirmations of pictures of Mussolini and Hitler riding in this car. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was just in Medina, you know, like it, it was just in this very very. Uh, oh, by the way, 7.7 liter inline eight, eight cylinder engine. Uh, nice, oh. nice. What do you got in there, Hitler? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's under the hood? A Mercedes. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. A Mercedes Benz 770K grocer. Uh, and this car, it just showed up in a rich place. Now, <laughs> bumper stickers on the back and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do not break for, uh, I only break for the chosen people. <laughs> coexist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, imagine world peas. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a bunch of shit that sucks. Or, uh, or um, dropkick Murphys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and look, hey I know I'm sort of uh, casting a wide net when I say like, uh, oh, Amazon caused Hitler's car to show up in Seattle. But I do think it is worth noting that the culture of the very rich in general absolutely sucks balls. They make everything worse. They make living around living around them sucks. They make the uh, the property value fucking absolutely skyrocket, and shit like this happens. Just like something you could honestly argue is like maybe even a little offensive. It's just like oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like this car has no reason to be there. It would disappear. It, uh, somebody basically predicted it's like well, Seattle's a port city. This car came from like a Russian auction essentially. So somebody who's like in Medina was like. I don't know if I want to buy Hitler's car, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to take a peek first. <laughs> uh, I yeah. do love Hitler, but we're gonna have to see the specs before it commits. I want to. I gotta kick the tires a little bit. <laughs> what are these? Made out of Jews? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, you just kick it and just sort of like a, uh, the turn signal is just like, <laughs> like a little hot. <laughs> is the leather interior human skin? Yes. Well, it only plays Wagner on the radio. <laughs> it plays the Munsters theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drive. It was the monster mash. <laughs> uh, point Ride being, with the bitches in the back of my Hitler car. <laughs> <laughs> point being, uh, it is like absolutely in the realm of possibility that just some rich fuck was like uh, there to be like, yeah, show me the car, and then they can go. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't happen. In, that doesn't happen in poor communities. <laughs> Shit doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in Bushwick. Dude, that'd be so funny if it did, though. Yeah, I know, it would, right? Yeah, in like Southern California, and they turned into a lowrider. <laughs> <laughs> no, over here would just hydraulics be, and shit. You just see some guy like in Hitler's car, just, and you hear just like, doo, 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 
gasolina. Look in the back seat. There's a uh, standalone speaker strapped in with a seat belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were no seat belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we'll continue soon. All right. Yeah. To be continued. More Amazon next episode. Woo! Uh, you want to do plugs? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Danny Phelps, cross-platform. Um, yeah, Instagram is the one I'm the most active on. And, um, yeah, let's see. You can follow me on Twitter if you want. I don't tweet very much these days, but... I'm on there. I'm, on, I'm watching. I don't know. I'm just part of it. I'm just happy oh, to be here. If you want to, like, hire me to do your voice acting work, you should let me do that because I'm on a real tear lately. Yeah, um, Danny's great at voices. Oh, and just so and here's a little here's a little taste. <laughs> EA Sports. It's in the game. Wow, I feel like I'm really in the game right now. I feel like I'm watching a real commercial. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hire me. Um, my plug is to book Danny as EA Sports. <laughs> if you need an EA Sports in your game, definitely hire Danny. That's my plug. That's your plug? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, I have a bunch of shit to plug. I'm going on tour. Uh, we're starting in Los Angeles. I'm going to roast battle with my friend Sara June, and then we're going to on tour. So that starts at the Comedy Store. I'll be doing some other stuff around town, Chatterbox, a couple other things. Um, and then after that, we're going to San Francisco. Santa Cruz, Oakland, Go Banana Slugs, San Jose, Arcata, Salem, Olympia, Seattle in my special car, <laughs> and Portland. And then I'm coming back down with Mishka um, Shubali through like uh, Denver, Fort Collins, and a bunch of other places, Austin, Texas after that. But I wanted to specifically um, plug these individual cities because if you're in Santa Cruz, Arcata, um, or Salem. I think these are the cities that we're kind of we have weird shows in. Um, or you're in Portland, um, and you listen to the show, and you want to come hang out and watch a show. Like, hit me up. Like, fucking, you know, tweet at me, email me, or whatever. Because I specifically am trying to figure out, like, from the ground up, how to get these. These shows kind of uh, filled. Uh, these aren't in venues. Like these, some of these are like house parties and shit. So f- don't don't feel weird. You can straight up just email me and we'll uh, coordinate like you know where and when everything's gonna be. Because um, like Firebrand Collective is like a fucking anarchist collective. Where's like, that? This isn't at like the Go Bananas you know bullshit funny bone or whatever. Um, I don't remember where the venue is going to be because the collective itself is not the venue. It's yeah. Is it in Humboldt County? I don't know. Um, but I'm sure all these people can tell me. Um, I know someone from Arcade in the Arcade show is going to be a Humboldt person. I think. I don't know. Anyways, uh, all this shit will be on my website and on my pinned tweet. Flyers going up soon, but uh, fucking for real, come hang out. It'll be fucking tight. I'll have all sorts of cool stuff. We're making bandanas and shit. It's be fucking badass. Uh, that's it. Um, yeah, tour. I'm gonna be in DC this Saturday. Look at me on Twitter for that. District of coolness. The district of clownness. Uh oh. Bring the car. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.